This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Sunday, February 7th, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. Super Bowl weekend is supposed to be a big time for human trafficking, but the evidence for that claim either conflates trafficking with prostitution or the claim was debunked years ago. Caitlin Bailey is host of The Oldest Profession podcast. She argues, as you've heard here before, cops call it a crackdown on sex trafficking, but arrest sex workers. Where does this notion come from that Super Bowl weekend is a hotbed of, and let's use all the terms that are mixed together, prostitution, sex trafficking, human trafficking. Where's this notion or the the several notions that surround this? Where does that come from? That's a, that's a great question. And it comes from um, a sort of old and unholy alliance between mainstream feminist organizations and the, uh, you know, the, the Christian right, um, the, the moral majority, the, you know, anti-pornography movement. This is um, an alliance that we've seen uh, for over a hundred years. Uh, this this notion of the dangers of uh, men gathering um, was responsible for prohibition, uh, the creation of vice departments across the country, and now this sort of overwrought cultural fantasy, like a rebirth of this old white slavery lie. Um, and so every year we get imagery, sexualized imagery of young women uh, being victimized by, you know, hordes of uncontrollable men who are often characterized as immigrants or uh, as as black men, or sometimes, you know, now they're being characterized as rich white dudes, um, you know, the, the hated subclass um, of whatever, but it's this fear and car- caricature that's used to, to ruin real people's lives. Now, let's uh, distinguish some things. Human trafficking and prostitution are not the same thing. Yes, that's um, I know that that's a hard leap for some folks to take. um, But it's, you know, there's a difference between slavery and farming. Um, Human trafficking is a horrible crime that is uh, across multiple labor markets. People are trafficked in this country. They're tra- trafficked into agricultural work. They're trafficked into domestic labor. They're trafficked into the service industry. Some people are trafficked into erotic labor. But the overwhelming majority of people that are participating in the sex trade are there by, because of uh, they're making a choice or because of, of circumstance. They're, it's the best of potentially bad options. But this fantasy that not a single person would ever consent to exchange sex for their meeting their survival needs is, it's insane to, to say that a profession that is older than money is unnatural or only the result of violence, I think is to, to fundamentally misunderstand what it means to be human. Well, and the flip side of that is that for people who patronize uh, sex workers, uh, they are sort of almost by definition criminals mm-hmm. if you accept the notion that this is not voluntarily undertaken. 
And I think that that's a dangerous lie. I think it's a dangerous lie to tell people that paying another consenting adult, negotiating consent and paying for a service is the equivalent of violent rape, I think is a, is, it's a dangerous idea. It undermines victims that come forward and report violence committed against them when we force the identification of victim on people who are not claiming it. And it also uh, it, it, it makes it harder to find the real predators in this atmosphere. Um, and I think that what's happening you know, at the big game uh, this year in Florida is a really good example of that. Last year, the Florida state legislature passed a law requiring anybody convicted of uh, patronizing a sex worker um, to be put on a publicly accessible sex buyers registry list, right? The equivalent of the sex offender registry list. And that law just went into effect this January. And in the weeks leading up to the Super Bowl of this year, Florida has already arrested 75 people in the name of cracking down on trafficking. Now, they haven't found a single victim of human trafficking, but they have managed to destroy families, destroy lives, and put people in literal cages after confiscating their money. Now, that doesn't sound like a rescue operation to me, but you know that's what law enforcement in South Florida and across the country, really, that this is what anti-trafficking initiatives look like when they're led by law enforcement. Uh, speaking of football, Florida and sex workers, uh, Robert Kraft, of course, is probably one of the most famous patrons of a massage parlor in, in America in recent years. And to be clear, in addition, he was a victim for one, but he wasn't the same level of victimization by the cops as the workers at the massage parlor were. And this is very common. Uh, when I speak with Elizabeth Nolan Brown of Reason about this, it is cops out of one side of their mouths will say, these women are victims. And then while they are charging them with felonies and keeping those charges for months and not, <laughs> it, 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 it just taxes the mind to, to think about uh, the the notion that these women are both victims and ought to be charged with crimes, and it's it's actually it's so much worse than that because these these cops are literally perpetuating sexual violence on women, um, on vulnerable people that they are describing as victims of sexual slavery in the media over their protests. It's totally legal, in fact, encouraged in Florida for law enforcement officers to instigate sexual contact. Um, while undercover with people that they then later arrest, right? And in any other context, we would recognize that for what it is, which is rape. Um, in uh, Robert Kraft is, uh, it, what happened to Robert Kraft is unjust. And also Robert Kraft is fine. All of the charges against him were dropped because his legal team uh, was able to point out something that that is that should be obvious, which is that spending six months recording undercover footage of people undressing in legally licensed massage rooms is not a good use of the Department of Homeland Security's, uh, you know, uh, the the powers that they were given by the Patriot Act. Right, that that is a, a misuse um, of that of those those powers of surveillance, but. You know, I, I always had this fantasy that Robert Kraft would be so upset by what 
the law enforcement agencies in Florida did to him, that he would then extend um, his legal resources to the the women, the so-called victims that were caught up in this. But unfortunately, that's not the case. And, you know, Elizabeth Nolan Brown. Yeah, he could have been an icon of It the really movement. could have. Yeah, he could have actually helped victims. So Robert Kraft, um, you know, the charges were dropped. He he got off. And the the women in this case, the people that were painted by law enforcement as the victims um, of this rescue operation that they put together, um, were sentenced several weeks ago to pay thousands of dollars of fines and fees on top of the money that had already been confiscated upon their arrest. That's what happened to the victims who were rescued by law enforcement in this case. And what, what I want to stress uh, to your audience and to, to anyone listening or, or reading up on this, this wasn't unusual. The only, the only um, distinguishing fact about this sting operation, about this anti-trafficking operation, was the fact that somebody as high profile as Robert Kraft was involved. This is what sex trafficking stings look like in America. When your local government officials, when your local police departments tell you that they are cracking down on, uh, on, on sex trafficking, they are not helping victims. They're not uh, helping rape victims. They're not funding domestic violence shelters. They're arresting consensual adults for engaging in the oldest profession. John Mueller at the Cato Institute has this line, he calls it the self-licking ice cream cone, which is agencies that try to gin up a risk in order to justify their continued existence. And it seems like the Super Bowl is for uh, people who want to enforce laws against prostitution and sex work broadly. The Super Bowl can be there, the impetus that they use to generate more interest in the things that they do. But it, it just seems like the evidence for uh, human trafficking being a significant problem related to Super Bowl weekend, where what in whatever city it's being held in, it, it just doesn't hold up. And yet we hear about it every year. No, this this myth is is debunked by serious journalists and scholars every year. You know, if you, you can Google, you know, Super Bowl trafficking debunked and, and there's endless evidence um, tearing apart this argument that A, uh, there's an increase in demand or, uh, you know, sexual services broadly around the Super Bowl. And secondarily, that there's any correlation at all between the sale of sexual services and the horrible crime of human trafficking. And I feel like What's happening with uh, the Super Bowl this year in Florida is it, it's, a, it's a, a small example of a much larger pattern, which is that law enforcement and legislators are creating um, or going after and hyping up a make-believe problem in order to avoid addressing uh, the, much, the much larger scale issue, right? We do have a problem with exploitation in this country. We do have a problem with gendered violence in this country. And we do have a problem around negotiating consent and sexual shame in this country. But we aren't going to solve any of those problems by arresting sex workers or arresting victims or arresting anyone involved in the sex industry. One more thing. What is swap behind bars? 
The Sex Worker Outreach Program Behind Bars is a national organization that focuses on providing services and support for incarcerated sex workers. And this year, they've partnered with harm reduction advocates across Florida to bail out um, anyone who is arrested on prostitution-related charges leading up to the big day, February 7th, the day of the Super Bowl. Already in Florida, law enforcement has arrested 75 people uh, claiming that they are cracking down on human trafficking. And Swap Behind Bars is there to get those folks what they actually need, which is services and support, not arrests. Caitlin Bailey is host of the Oldest Profession podcast. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast anywhere you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.